I would rather tell people a harsh spirit led truth that convicts and corrects in the eyes of the Lord than a soothing lie that condemns and curses in the eyes of the Lord. My name is Shaq. It's great to once again be on the air to preach the truth and preach the word, preach God's word and hopefully bless someone. But today, the name of the episode is The Accuser of the Truth. And I'm going to be reading from Revelation 12.10 because in light of some recent events in my own personal walk, I felt that this was a topic that I needed to tackle on. And Before I do that, I just want to say a quick prayer. So let's bow our heads. Father God, in your mighty holy name, I plead the blood of Jesus over this vessel, this temple, Father God. Holy are you, Lord. I repent. Please forgive me of my sins. Give me the words I need to speak and the wisdom I need to impart onto your people and that they may receive revelation through the Holy Spirit. Help me see as you see. Help me speak as you speak and help me feel as you feel guide me throughout this episode. I plead the blood of Jesus over this vessel. I plead the blood of Jesus over this microphone and over all of my listeners and all those who hear this message or come into contact with me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, guys. So going into it, Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. Father God, in your mighty holy name, let this message penetrate the hearts and minds and souls of the listeners. I plead the blood of Jesus over anyone who listens to this message. May this message be pure and holy as we worship you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Okay, guys. So. Episode 7, The Accuser of the Truth. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He's the accuser of the brethren, children of Yah. And it seems like everywhere I go to preach the truth, I'm always met with someone who has a reptilian spirit to accuse me. What do I mean when I say that? Basically, when I say reptilian spirit, it basically means a spirit of the devil, a spirit that can disguise itself as an angel of light, which is what the Bible says that Satan can do. And I'll get into that a little bit later on. And children of y'all, I got to tell you something. Not everyone is going to agree with you. You know, I read a post on Facebook Facebook uh, yesterday, and the person who posted it said, in the post, you didn't do anything wrong. All you did was grow and they got mad. And let me tell you guys, the success that God gives you is going to stir up some jealousy in other people. Your anointing is going to touch their demons. That's just the way it is. And then when it does, children of Yah, these people, they're going to be very, very, very angry at you. 
But that's their fault, not yours. All you did was what God commanded you to do. And don't forget, in James chapter 4, verse 4, it says, whoever makes himself a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. And children of y'all, let me tell you something. Some of these people were even in my own church circle at one point. And they might be in yours too. Because you see, I've been a part of different churches, many different churches and Bible studies. And I've given input for a discussion. And half the congregation will turn their backs to me. They'll turn their heads. They'll roll their eyes. They'll huff and they'll puff. They'll do the huh. And that's because I'm challenging their spirit of religion. And as a believer in Christ, I have to tell you, children of Yah, that this is what we're called to do. We're literally called to judge others. Jesus said in John chapter 7, verse 24, do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. And children of Yah, let me ask you something. How else are we going to discern the good from the bad if we don't judge righteously? And there are people out there who literally take the verse judge not out of context. The only time we are not to judge others, children of Yah, is if we're doing something that we expect others not to do or vice versa. Basically, when we're being hypocritical, which it mentions in that block. And the truth is, children of Yah, not everyone who's in the church is going to be of the spirit but of the devil. 2 Corinthians 11, 13 to 15, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. You got to be mindful of the people around you in the church, children of Yah. Not everyone is who they say they are. You got to put their spirits, test them to the fire. If they're doing something that's not biblically sound, talk to them about it and watch their reaction. Their reaction always gives a clue. Do they get mad at you? Do they get irritated at you? Or do they just accept the truth like a believer is supposed to do? Because here's the thing, children of y'all, we believers, we have to be in love with the truth. Why? Because the truth is the one thing that Jesus said will set us free. And he who the son is set free is free indeed. But see, here's the thing. When you struggle with the demonic spirit of religion and you claim to be a Christian, there's a tendency with that to control and manipulate the facts to fit your faith. You say, well, it's okay to struggle with a little bit of sin and still worship Jesus for the rest of it. What did Jesus say about that in Matthew 6, 24? He said, no one can serve two masters for he will either hate one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And so naturally, whenever I remind people of this truth, people get mad and they call me a heretic, a heretic, however you want to pronounce it. 
even after I show them the Bible verse, even after we break it down and they still feel some type of way. Why? Because I forced them to question their own salvation. You honestly think that you're truly saved and meanwhile, you're still part of the world. You're still listening to worldly music. You're still participating in worldly shows. You're still participating. You're still watching the Netflix. You're still fornicating. You're still partying. You're still drinking. You honestly think God is going to save you? What does Galatians say? He who sows into the flesh will reap corruption, but he who sows into the spirit will reap everlasting life. You can't outfool God. What you plant is what you harvest. That's like being born in Puerto Rico, but rather than speaking Spanish, you speak Russian. It makes no sense, children of Yah. It makes no sense. Second Timothy 4, 3, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have tickled ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. People want to be told, what they want to be told. They want to be told everything they want to hear. They don't want to be told the truth. I understand you want to be financially independent. I understand you want to be successful. I understand you want to climb up the success ladder. But what are you willing to give up? If you want God to anoint you, what are you willing to give up? I understand you want your marriage to flourish. But what are you willing to give up? Are you willing to be told the truth or do you want to be told the soothing lie? And I always tell people this. I would rather tell people a harsh spirit led truth that convicts and corrects in the eyes of the Lord than a soothing lie that condemns and curses in the eyes of the Lord. And see, here's the thing. People like this, you know what they say when they get mad? They say afterwards, I'm going to pray for you. But if you had the heart to pray for me, why didn't you do it from the start? Because the Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, but see first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. And it says in Proverbs 3, 6, and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. But what happens is, you know, these people who have the religious spirit, they don't want to seek the kingdom first. They want to tell you whatever they want to tell you. And then they want to say, I'm going to pray for you afterwards, but then they don't pray. Come on. Everybody knows you didn't pray. You just wanted to say what you said and you wanted to make the other person look crazy by saying, I'm going to pray for you afterwards. And then you don't pray. And then I never hear from you again. I don't want people like that to pray for me. Because children of y'all, let me tell you something. People like that will not plead the blood of Jesus over your life. They will plead a demonic apostate spirit over your life instead and don't even realize it. They don't even realize that their flesh is corrupted. They don't realize that they don't even have the Holy Spirit inside them. They think they do because they felt goosebumps in church during worship. Children of Yah, that is not the Holy Spirit. That's not what it feels like. It's supposed to be a stirring up of something in your belly, as the Bible says. It's the stirring up of the spirit. There has to be something inside you that's pushing you to say a truth, a biblical truth. 
And children of y'all, let me tell you something. So what these people do is really a spirit of idolatry. What does 1 Samuel 15, 23 say? For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. And this is referring to King Saul not being king. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. And the reason, children of Yah, why I say idolatry is because for the people who have the accuser of the brethren in their hearts, the only ways that they really worship are their own. They literally put themselves before God in everything that they do. Their job choices, their money choices, their dating choices, their health choices. They put themselves before God in everything that they do. And then they pray to God afterwards saying, God, please let this thing work out. And some of these people, they even accuse me because they literally look at the appearance of man. They see that because I don't wear a suit and tie, because I don't have a physical pulpit to stand behind or a house of worship or $10,000 worth of equipment and a smoke machine and a really cool worship team, then I'm not worthy of preaching the word. What does 1 Samuel 16, 7 say about that? But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And this is the trap, children of Yah, that the world wants you to fall into. Satan wants you to think that in order to be anointed, you have to look the part and you have to have a whole lot of cash and you have to be really, really popular amongst the people. And we're constantly inundated with this image and what we see on TV. Look at these people. They're blessed. They don't do what we do. They don't have the struggles that we have. We have to be like them. Children of Yah, this is the antichrist system that the devil is pushing in front of you. What they don't tell you is what you have to do to get to where they're at. And these people are wicked. You really think that a person like Joyce Meyer or T.D. Jakes, you got to ask yourself, or Joel Osteen, why are these people so popular? But when I preach a truth, I only get 10 likes on Facebook, two likes on Facebook, one like on Facebook, or people ignore you. You got to ask yourself that. And children, I also want you to notice this about these quote-unquote pastors. Notice how They never talk about witchcraft. They never talk about the angel of light. Or rather, Satan transforming himself into an angel of light. They never talk about the hard-hitting biblical truths. I want you to notice that. That's because... They're all Freemasons and they worship the devil. How do I know this? Because all of their programs are on Daystar Network. You know what Daystar represents? Daystar represents the idol that they serve, which is the Baphomet. And the Baphomet in and of itself is transgender. Oh. So don't wonder why you see them constantly pushing out 
this transgender agenda, turning boys into girls and turning boys into girls. And notice, it's really more men turning into women than women turning into men. It's really all about the emasculation of men. Why is that, children of Yah? Because when you cut off the head, the rest of the body struggles. The word of God says, for the head of man in Christ and the head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. And when you cut that head off, the rest of the body will struggle in place. And children of Yah, you have to be mindful of the Antichrist system. And you also have to be mindful that there are a lot of churches following suit to push this system out there. They're believing in a demonic doctrine, and then when you question them on it, they dig their heels in their own religion, and they get mad. But these are the same people who pass judgment against me because I don't have the appearance. And the world wants you to think that you need to be like a Joyce Mayer, like a Joel Osteen, like a T.D. Jakes. And the world wants you to think that you have to have all these things. But the real biblical truth is that you don't. They want you to think that it's them that has the anointing, but it's really someone like you. Some of you, you might have been quiet for many, many, many years. You just sat in the back of the church, quiet, shy, unsure of where you stood with God. And then God might speak to you one day like he did me and said, you're going to be one of my greatest servants. You're going to help lead the charge. And God always chooses the little guy. We see it time and time again with the Bible. He chose Moses. He chose Joshua. He chose Gideon. He chose Josiah, who was eight years old, by the way. God is not above choosing the little guy, the unnoticed. The world might not notice you, but God definitely notices you. He definitely notices you. And if he chooses you to be a prophet, then that is a destiny that no matter where you end up, you cannot outrun. You cannot outrun the will of the Lord. The will of the Lord is always going to call in your life. The will of God, your calling, is always going to stay with you. Romans eleven twenty nine 29 says, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. God does not want it back. That means that if God called you to be a pastor and then you leave the calling for 20 and 30 years, that calling will still be there. And it's always going to chase you. You can do whatever you want to try to alter it, but it's not going to work. And so we got to be mindful of this. You got to be mindful of the truth. And here's the thing. In the Old Testament, especially Samuel, God's prophets were always feared whenever they came into town because the people knew that from the prophets came the judgment. That's why Jezebel killed so many of God's prophets. That's why whenever Samuel came to town, the people feared him. They knew there was atonement. They knew that they weren't supposed they were they were doing what they weren't supposed to be doing. Or they were supposed to do what they weren't doing. And nowadays we have these prophet prophets 
going around preaching, the Lord is going to bless you with a financial increase in three days. I'm seeing it. And while here's the thing, children of y'all, it may be true. That may be true that, in fact, the Lord may bless you with an increase. But that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is that there's a mighty judgment against many lukewarm Christians who bow down when God is saying, stand up. They honestly think that only screaming, hallelujah, we praise you, Lord, in church is going to save that, is going to save them. And what did Jesus say about that in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23? Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast demons out in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Those who do my Father's will, Jesus says, Going on to verse 24 of Matthew chapter 7. Therefore, Jesus says, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Unmovable children of Yah. And I'm going to go a little bit further back in verse number 20 of Matthew 7. Jesus says, therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. And children of Yah, I just want to talk about this real quick. When Jesus says by their fruits, you will know them. He's not talking about the good deeds that a person does. He's talking about what's inside a person's heart. And I got to tell you, children of y'all, if someone preaches the truth to you and confronts you about your sin or that you're doing something wrong and you get offended, you should question the fruit inside your heart. This is why my whole ministry is spirit-led. I don't do nothing without the Holy Spirit's say-so. Every word that comes out of my mouth is spirit-led. And so let every man examine themselves and ask themselves, why is it that when people hit a truth on me that hits a little close to home that I get offended? Or why is it that I can admit certain sins to God, but others I just kind of keep it on a hush hush and hope that he'll let me off the hook. You got to ask yourselves these questions if this applies to you, children of Yah. It's always a checkup from the neck up. And here's the thing. Some of my mentors and leaders, it's the same truth that's told to me and I never get offended. And nowadays, it's a truth that's rarely told to me because I'm moving in one accord with the spirit. I always pray before everything I say. I even pray in front of you. I pray when I get up, before I get on the mic and I pray when I'm on the mic. Because I don't want people to say, well, he never really prays for, for before he says anything. That's why I pray on the mic. But I really do on my prayer off the mic. There are times when I, I anoint myself with oil. There are times when I literally have to cleanse myself or cast any impure spirits I might feel inside my heart before I can give you guys the word. Why? Because I don't want to preach a spirit of death 
over this microphone. That's blood on my hands and I'm going to be held accountable for doing so. I want to make sure every word I say unto this microphone is faithful, pure, and true. And see, a lot of people, they want the blessing, but they don't want to face the persecution. They have a Nicodemus faith. They'll say, yeah, yeah, Lord, I'm with you, but only up to a certain point. Then I got to keep quiet because I don't want I don't want my friends to talk about me. They want to serve Jesus in private, but won't serve him in public. I've been in many, many instances where I've been attacked. And some of my friends haven't stood up and then I called them out on it. I say, listen, God hates cowards. The book of Revelation says that cowards, among other people, will have their part in the lake of fire. God hates people who don't stand up for the truth. God hates people who make the constant decision to serve the abomination when they were just claiming, yeah, Lord, I'm with you. Yeah, Lord, I'm with you. They don't want to serve him in public because they don't want to lose their friends. They don't want to face the persecution. They don't want people to clown them. They don't want people to start attacking them physically. And they don't want people to start slashing tires or attacking their homes, bombing their homes, or making death threats to them. Matthew 5.10, Jesus said, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The Bible says you're blessed if you're persecuted, children of Yah. Why? Because it means you are one with the Father and his will. 2 Timothy 3, verses 12 through 13. Yes, and all those who desire to live a, God, a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. I'm going to read that one more time. Yes, and all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and, and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Children of Yah, persecution comes with the territory. If they kill Jesus, imagine what they'll do to you. And Jesus said, if the world hates you, just know that it hated me first. Because yours is of the kingdom of heaven. You're in this world, but you're not of this world, Jesus says. But some of these religious people, they're not going to catch that. And you got to question, if their doctrine lines up with the doctrine of the world, that's a big red flag. The Bible says you're going to be hate. Jesus said you're going to be hated for my name's sake. Mark chapter seven, verses six through seven. Jesus answered and said to them, well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites as it is written? These people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain, they worship me, teaching as doctrines, the commandments of men. And children of Yah, we have to be mindful of some of these people we choose to follow or have around us. We might be faithful, but we can also be deceived, which is why we need to test the spirits. First John 4 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, 
but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. 2 Corinthians 11, verses 3 through 4. But I fear lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. There are some gospels that are not of God that you might just accept in your hearts and it might corrupt your flesh and it'll corrupt your spirit and it'll warp your understanding. That's why it's important that the only one we are to seek wisdom from is God. We are to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If you see somebody doing something, pair, pair it up with what they're doing. Pair it up with what the word of God says. Pray about what they're doing. And the spirit will tell you, nah, this person idolizes money. Nah, this person has a demonic doctrine. Nah, this person is a clout chaser. All they really about is algorithm. You know, some of these people, I confront them publicly about their sin. And I do it on purpose. Not to demean them. But whatever's in the dark is going to come to light. Because there are so many people who just, you know, they're willing to follow the Pied Piper right off the cliff. They're hypnotized by the Pied Piper. They're hypnotized by their melodies, their dances, and they follow them right off the cliff like a bunch of rats. Children of Yah, some of these people that you're following, without testing their spirit, they're Pied Pipers. You're following people who don't teach stuff that's biblically sound. Everything I back, everything I talk about, I always tie with scripture. Always. Always. I don't speak nothing of my own resources. Jesus said that of the devil in John chapter 8, verses 44. He said he is a liar and he's the father of lies. He said to the people who didn't believe, he said, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father, you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning. It does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Children of Yah, there are many Christians out there they literally read the word and they apply it to their own logic and think that it means what it means. That's what Jesus is saying when he says, when the devil speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. Any Christian who does this is not a real Christian. They are of their father, the devil. They are not of their father, the most high God. And this is why I always tell people, I, I, and I tell you, children of Yah, to study the word for yourselves and take out the Holy Spirit for yourselves and that the Holy Spirit may give you the discernment to see and enter these people's hearts and know their fruits. Second Timothy chapter three, verses two through five says, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, 
disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. There are a lot of people that we refuse to turn away from because, number one, we don't want to be alone. Number two, we want to be popular. Number three, we want to fulfill the desires of our flesh. We want to be popular with the world, but at the same time, we make ourselves enemies of God. It can't be like this, children of Yah. You have to be bold, told, and sold on the gospel of Christ. And you have to preach the truth no matter what they come at you. Most of the time, whenever I preach the truth to people, I already know how they're going to react. I already know what they're going to say. I already know what they're going to respond. And I already know what they're going to do. If they block me, if they cuss me out, if they slander my name, I already know. And I'm well prepared for it. Why? Because the Bible says, blessed if you're persecuted. Matthew 12, 34, Jesus said, brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So children of Yah, test their spirits. I encourage you guys to test the spirits of the people around you and watch how they respond. And their response can give you a clue to their intentions toward you. Or you can pray to the Lord about the people. You can look in their eyes because what did Jesus say? He said, the eyes are the windows to the soul. There's either going to be light or darkness within them. Not one of the two. You're not going to see the Holy Spirit occupy a temple given to a spirit of drunkenness. You're not going to see the Holy Spirit occupy a temple given to the spirit of lust fornication, adultery. But their response will give you a clue to their intentions toward you. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. They're either going to call you out for bringing their truth into light, or they could say, you know what, brother, sister in Christ? You're right. I've been struggling with that for a little while now and i'm glad you brought it to my attention so i could be set free and children of y'all let's not lose the sight of that fact that the end goal is freedom and not condemnation i might sound like i'm being condemning but my real end goal is to have all of you be set free and children children of y'all you got to remember something else the goal is to please God and not to please man. Galatians 1.10 says, Paul says, For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. Stop trying to make mama and papa happy, children of Yah. Stop trying to make your best friend happy. If you know she's living a sinful life, you better speak up and preach against it. If you know she has an idol that she should not be idolizing, you better speak out against it. I'm either going to do it publicly or privately. 
It depends on what the Holy Spirit leads me to do. But either way, they're going to know. I'm not put on this earth to please you. I'm put on this earth to love you because that's God's second commandment. Love others as you love yourself. But I'm not put on this earth to please you. And honestly, children of y'all, the best thing you can do to show someone you love them is to tell them the truth. It's like when you see a person in an abusive relationship where they're getting beat to death. Are you going to lie to them and say, you need to stay in that relationship? That relationship, I'm so proud of you. It's happy for you. Or are you going to tell them the truth? Brother or sister, the person you're with is hurting you. The person you're with has a spirit of anger, division, and discord and infirmity. And they want to keep you strapped because there's a force that's controlling them. There's a truth that the devil does not want you to know about your identity in Christ. Are you going to tell them that truth or are you just going to continue to let them suffer? Remember, Paul said, for if I still pleased men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. No matter what your stature or leadership position is in the church. My number one leader is God. I respect your leadership but I respect it even more by telling you the truth. And children of Yah, I bring you this message not to condemn, but to help set you free. Why? Because God hates the double-mindedness among the brethren. And when he hates when a man practices evil in private, but hypocrisy in public, let me tell you, your salvation is in deep trouble. Don't wonder why God is ignoring all of your prayers. John 9.31 says, now, we know that God does not hear sinners, but he who worships him or anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears them. So. You got to be mindful of that. Let's not be double minded. Remember, the word of God says the double minded man is unstable in all of his ways. All of your ways will be in turmoil if you worship God with one hand, but you're in the world with the other. Children of y'all, let's not chase that anymore. Let's not chase that anymore. I don't desire the things of this world. I desire the power that Christ has given me to be close to the Lord. I desire for him to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Because when you're filled with the spirit, what the spirit gives you supersedes anything that this world can ever give you. And that was my goal for this episode. And I hoped you guys picked up something. And even so, I hope you caught the correction and even the revelation you might have received as a result of this word. And I'm not going to stop until either the Lord calls me home or the Lord tells me otherwise. This is what I'm called to do. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And just know that if you are accused for Jesus's namesake, you're in the right place. Don't worry about it. God is going to handle and give you your increase. Just continue to worship the Lord in spirit and truth. Continue to preach the word of God. Continue to do the work of an evangelist. And you will be blessed. You will be blessed. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. For any business inquiries. Go to yahwe rise at gmail.com. 
The link to my profile is in the description of my podcast website. I pray that you guys go so in Jesus' name, the Lord Jesus' name, and catch you next time. Thank you guys. God bless.